Welcome back to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name is Sean, and in case you missed last week's episode, I will be doing an AMA for episode 200. I'm so stoked for it. If you have any questions for your boy, email them, sensiblycynicalpodcast at gmail.com. You can send me a tweet at cynicalsensibly, DM me on Instagram at sensiblycynicalpod, and, uh, you know, make sure they're good ones, but... I'll answer anything (laughs) anyways. um, To my guest, Cass Crawford. She is an amazing singer-songwriter out of Nashville, Tennessee. Her newest single, titled Save Myself, was released on May 27th. She talks about how she started in the music industry, her creation process, and much more. So here's my chat with Cass Crawford. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me now, she is a very talented singer-songwriter out of Nashville, Tennessee, Cass Crawford, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, take two, so I appreciate yeah, this. Of course, no problem. <laughs> uh, for those that are in the, you know, uh, lower Alabama, we've been having uh, tornadoes, thunder, the whole nine, you know? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a stormy <laughs> season for y'all. Well, I'm hoping My- that it keeps up because I'm heading to Florida on Monday and I want to hit the beach, so. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, Miami, I mean, I think they, they don't get as many storms, but they get, they get their fair share as well. So yeah, I'm hoping it's, it's storms in the forecast. So I'm hoping that it uh, calms down. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about your career. I read that you have like, um, you know, 20 years of experience. Is that correct? And how, how did it all start? Yeah. I mean, I've been singing since I was a child. Um, I've, my parents have tapes of me singing before I was able to speak full sentences. So So, I mean, that's something that I've been doing my whole life. And um, I just uh, tried multiple other jobs. I'm actually like a cosmetologist by trade. And uh, I've done a few. I've been a barista. I've been a bartender, server, millions of different things. I've worked in retail, all kinds of stuff. So I I think that music is something that I've just kind of always continuously come back to. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if I've tried to leave it alone for a while, it's it's never really let me. So... (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, it just kind of happened organically. I guess I started doing like the wedding circuit and, um, singing in pubs and bars and stuff in, uh, in Vancouver where I'm from. And then it evolved to me eventually singing full-time in Nashville. So, so, so it started off as kind of just like a hobby turned not hobby. I think it's always been (laughs) something I've wanted to do full-time. Um, I I just didn't really know how to, I think I, I did other jobs to try and um give me some security financially so that i could do music uh, so i got yeah. you yeah i got you kind of like how uh, everybody in la is an actor <laughs> but they all work in restaurants so <laughs> yeah no no i hear you and i didn't i yeah. didn't mean that as a critique or anything i just... no no <laughs> no it's all um, good a lot so, of people have to do that for the first little while yeah exactly exactly uh so i read also read i, I did a little research on you cash you know yeah i love it <laughs> yeah so you had your first single, Stevie. Obviously, I read that it was after Stevie Nicks. What was it? A, yep. Why? I heard also that, you know, Stevie's your idol. So talk about why. Um, like, I think I just love her ability to um, capture a crowd. First of all, she, 
she is just like, I mean, the, the turmoil that her and um, Lindsay Buckingham have gone through and they've still remained a band. Um, the fact that she has turned all of her journal entries into songs and so that there's so much vulnerability and honesty there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's been able to get through that turmoil and still keep her head in the game and do her job. Um, she's she's willing to share her personal experiences. And then when you just, I've seen her live and she's just like captivating. She's magical. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's otherworldly. So there's something about her that I just like, she just embodies the type of um, artist and musician that I, I aspire to be. Yeah. So how did that song come together? Um, I wrote it with my friend, David Tolliver. Um, sorry, I have animals running around right now. Um, and we basically just talked about like all of the things that I want to say to her and, and questions that I would ask her when, when I, if, and when I get the opportunity to meet her. So that's kind of what it's all about. It's literally like a one-sided conversation of the things that I want to say to Stevie Nicks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well, maybe, maybe it'll be in the cards, right? Is that, I so. I <laughs> is that on that? That's on the bucket list. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the team that I'm working with now is pretty connected to Fleetwood Mac. So, Oh, really? Yeah. So hopefully yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so let's just get right to it. Save myself. Let's just get right yeah. to the core. Yeah. It was released on, well, May 27th. Did I get that right? Yep. It's like a week so, and a day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it would have been exactly a week if, if, uh, <laughs> If, if we this were, interview with us, like, I actually had that like week a week ago. I actually had that. Oh man, Ooh. I was close. You did, yeah. Yeah. So talk about talk about that song and um, how was how's the rollout process been like marketing and stuff? Um, it's been really good. I'm people are just kind of loving it, which is really cool because it's just I wrote it from a place of honesty and um trying to be as real and authentic about some of my situations and, and things that happened um, in order for that song to come out. And people are just really responding to it quite well. And I'm, I'm really happy about it. It was kind of one of those things like that song kind of wrote itself. It happened in, it was, it was written and recorded in a matter of four hours. So we ended up using the scratch vocal in the, in the track because the mm-hmm. emotion was so um, perfect for the song and, yeah, it just I'm really loving that people are responding to it and it's um and the message behind it. So has that has that um song been kind of I would hate to you know, I don't know how else to say, it, but like cathartic, I guess. I don't know exactly, you know, this that in depth, but has that song kind of helped you uh grow as a person or Yeah, I mean it's definitely been healing for me. I think it was kind of the the journey towards writing the song was the healing process for sure. Okay. Okay. It's about um it's about le- learning to take responsibility for your own actions and your own shortcomings and um not putting your happiness in somebody else. It's essentially a bit of a breakup song too, but it was it's more of like my self-healing song and kind of just understanding that I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for my actions. I'm responsible for the things that I do. And I'm responsible if I want to be happy or not. Those are, you know, and if I'm mm-hmm. going to work through my my past traumas and the things that I've struggled with, if I'm going to work through those and, and start building healthier patterns and be a better person, or if I'm going to stay stuck where I am. And that's kind of like <clears throat> what the whole song is about is my journey through talk therapy and, and healing and um, self-discovery and all of that kind of stuff. Well, you say that it kind of wrote itself. So um, have you been planning that song for a while or was it something that just you thought of real quick and it 
happened really quick or, you know, what time, like how long was the, you know, creative process? Well, when I sat down with the guys, so I wrote it with my friends, Don, uh, Mm. Don Miggs and John Luzzi. And um, basically what happened was I had, we had had a write scheduled in in the books and I was supposed to go over to the studio and do the write. And a couple of days prior to that, we had talked about kind of like what my favorite songs were, what the direction of like this particular song that we were creating. We hadn't figured out what we were creating yet, but um kind of just the direction of what we wanted musically. So by the time I got to the studio, um, I had sent them a few songs for reference and I had sent them some poetry of some stuff that I have written and some specific lines that I wanted to put in the song. And uh, we didn't, I didn't really know what was going to be what it is now. Um, And when we got there, we ended up just sitting and chatting and the boys both had their computers out. They played the music for me that they had already kind of come together and built and I absolutely loved it. And then we just sat down and started talking and they both had their computers out and they were just typing away while I was telling them stories. And they, we ended up just taking lines from some of the things that I was saying to them. And that's kind of how I saved myself. They just asked mm. me about like my most recent breakup and my, my journey yeah, back to Nashville right. and that kind of stuff. And that's, this is what, what came out of it. Right. 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 Now I know you have um, a couple other songs like in the pipeline. Are you wanting to release kind of an EP shortly or? Yeah, I think we're going to do single by single for now. Okay. Um, so I think we're going to do, uh, I'm hoping three singles by fall, uh, maybe late fall, maybe end of the year somewhere, just depending mm. on the, the timing and stuff. But hopefully I'll have three singles out by the end of the year and then we'll start using those to get on tours. And then obviously I'm going to need more than three songs to be performing out and uh, on right. stage. So we'll be, I'm going to, I think it's, I've been writing songs whether they've been good or terrible i've been well, writing since i was 11 so that's all music subjective anyways i agree i agree <laughs> you know um, i wouldn't say that my stuff that i wrote when i was 11 is has any relevance to where i am now but like you know, i mean i was i've been a creator a musical creator since i was a very little kid so this is going to be kind of a deep poll but have you heard of macy gray yes i feel like she is like i know you're probably surprised at that reference but i feel like she's like like the epitome of hit or miss like so i know some people that really like despise her work not as her as a person but it's like her like discography and then there's people like me or like a fan yeah you agree with that yeah i think that's kind of just music in general i think that there's the mainstream stuff that everybody loves but then there's the obscure artists that you either like it's like cilantro you like it or you don't <laughs> what's well, it's her graspy voice yeah i you love know? her and it's like <laughs> She's got that growly voice yeah. that's raspy, and then she's also kind of like that nasal Gwen Stefani, Britney Spears type thing as well. And I, I love it. I think she's the second her song comes on on the radio, you know, you know it's her. I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. Same with like oh. Rihanna. These distinctive voices, I love them. What was the name of that song again? It, I, it's escaping me. I don't know, but the big Macy Gray hit. Yeah, I, I tried. Just, yeah, that's it. It was escaping. Yeah. It was. I knew it was I something. Yeah, but yeah. I tried. But yeah, yeah, I don't know why she came. I don't know why she came to my mind. But uh, yeah, so it is subjective because I feel like from going to like person to person, you can always think of, you know, reasons why, you know, this may be and to somebody or this may be like a hit. And do, do you find that kind of do you think about that or you just create and what, whatever will be is what it will be? I used to try and make music for other people and I stopped doing that. And now the people 
people are loving the stuff that I'm making for myself. So mm-hmm. music is therapy for me. It is a part of my healing journey and my process and it always has been. And I've just started to really just do it for myself and kind of like, excuse my, excuse my language, but like everybody else it's. Now you can cuss. It, I don't care. It's for me. Like, like, fuck what other people think. I love that people are loving this song. And I really, really, really appreciate the fact that people are streaming it, but I didn't create it for other people. I I absolutely like, I don't create art for other people anymore because there's always going to be somebody that hates it. Right. It's just, That's all you're you, saying. Yeah. You can't live your life for other people because you have to do what feels good and real and authentic to you because nobody gets to be in your shoes. And if you're trying to do something because somebody thinks you should, you're never going to fully enjoy life. There's- and you're going to miss out on all sorts of things. There's people that have no life and are on Twitter all the time. So exactly. either way, either way, you're gonna get you're gonna get trolled. Just and it's I think it's um, same with like I know I have like a one star rating on Audible, and it's like it's like fuck that guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you know. But then I'll have like then I have like a four point eight on like Apple, and then people. And there's a reason why I'm not trying to be cocky or nothing. But there's a reason why I've interviewed like probably 15 musicians because I talk about detail that a lot of people I actually interviewed Haley Wilde. She's an amazing artist out of California. And she was like, well, no one really asked me stuff about a lyric. So, you know, and so whenever there's whenever there's people that hate for no reason. Now, there's a difference between hate and constructive criticism. Yep. You know what I mean? And even criticism, though, you have to take con- like constructive criticism, even that you have to take with a grain of salt, because, again, the people that are criticizing are not you and they are not where you are and they are not living your life experience. I'm not creating to make a smash hit. And it's if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, that's OK. Some of my favorite songs that have moved me and changed my life are, are B-sides, songs that nobody would ever know. But I love them. <laughs> and they've moved me. And and, uh, you know, like. There's one song on the on Christina Aguilera's stripped record. It's called, I think it's called Allure. I'm addicted to your allure is like one of the and it never went anywhere. Never went anywhere. Nobody ever played it. And it's my favorite song on the record because it's mm-hmm. just so moody and honest. And I don't know. I just find that I connect more with that kind of music. And that's kind of the music I'm trying to make. And if people connect with it, I love that. But if they don't, it's also okay because I'm I'm creating it as a part of my healing. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Stevie Nicks. Uh, who else is on uh, your playlist, Cash? Like, and who you like think is you know absolutely incredible? Yeah, um, obviously Chris Stapleton. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy's got so much soul in his voice; you you just can't help but love his stuff. Um, I love Adele for her honesty and authenticity in the way that she does this industry. She makes the industry work for her. She doesn't work for the industry. She does whatever she wants, and people just buy anything she's selling. Um, and I love that about her. And then obviously Alicia Keys is, she's got that soul and grit and, um, I, I want to say grossness, but I mean that in the best way in her voice as well. And, uh, and then, um, Fleetwood Mac, John Mayer, I love his talent. I love the fact that he's so cheesy and owns it (laughs) and just like, yeah, dials it up when he needs to. And then right, right now I'm like heavy into, I've actually really loved her for a long time, but her name's Lennon Stella. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a young vocalist. Her parents are Canadian. She's actually technically Canadian as well, but she's, she's from Nashville. She was on the show Nashville. Actually, she was one of the daughters and um, she's got, she's 
kind of grown up now and she's got her little music career going and I just I love her stuff it's pretty no, I ha- honest I, ha- I haven't but uh yeah she's great should check her stuff out too she's like 23 22 or 23 and her stuff's mm-hmm. really like it's really cool I like it a lot her voice is just beautiful it's like buttery yeah, I'm interviewing another uh, country artist. I'm like three in a row. I'm oh. entering. I'm interviewing another one. Um, when is that? I think it's like a couple of weeks, week and a half. Yeah. So, like, I usually don't interview country artists, and then there's like three in a row, which is kind of and it's it wasn't super by design. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were offered to me, and you know, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's kind of ironic because I was telling um, Ross we're. Uh, I had him on the podcast um, about, I don't know, two weeks ago, something like that. And I was talking to him as like, my mom was like really in the country. I grew up on like watching the CMT videos. Now it's kind of turned into like MTV too, like all these shows and stuff. But back in the day, you could watch videos all morning. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that. I was like the TRL in Canada. We had much music, but it was the same thing as like MTV. Um, and, uh, it was the same thing. We just watched all the music videos and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as Britney Spears came out with her new song, we're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch the video. Such a, such a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel like videos are kind of, um, hit or miss that kind of fall to the wayside. Ne- people don't necessarily like jump on YouTube to watch the video right away, but, um, I don't know. I'm doing my first video for this song, so we'll see what, see how it, how it goes. It's going to be on CMT too, I think. So. So, I mean, that in itself is pretty exciting just um, to have my own music video out. I don't have that mm. yet. That's, that's a new thing for me. Mm. So, it'll do, be fun. Do you consider yourself kind of like a multi-genre like artist or do you, li- do you like staying in one lane, like country, you know? I, I would say I'm definitely, I think I'm under the country umbrella, but there's a lot more soul and I've got a lot of pop influence. And I mean... R&B is like my stuff. That's the kind of singing I love to do. So I think I've got some R&B flair in my vocals and I don't think that I necessarily fit. Like, I mean, Save Myself doesn't really feel like a country song, but. You should do a, you should do an I Try cover. You can pull it up. You can pull it up. That's a good one. That is, (laughs) I actually think I have sang that a couple of times down, down on Broadway. Serendipity. You know, I didn't know that was off the cuff. I didn't, that that was a, you were surprised when I brought her up, weren't you? A little bit because <laughs> Carrie is kind of like, yeah, she is off the cuff. I'm sure. also, I'm also, um, you know, uh, in my 30s, so I remember a lot more than these uh young pups, yep, of the, back in back in the day, you know, that, yeah, music's not the same like as it was back then, but of course, I'm gonna say that, right? Every old person, I'm not that old, but every person that has been around music for a long time is going to say, Oh, it's not like it was back in the day. You feel that? Like, I think music, music has like become quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, where it's like everybody, everybody kind of is copying each other and doing a, a different version of the same thing. And instead of being completely new and original, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, I mean, like, and plus everyone uses, I wouldn't say everyone, but then, you know, there's auto tune and stuff that people have to get that pitch just right. Like yeah. back in the day, there was no, they didn't use auto tune as much. I think it's been around longer than most people think it has. Yeah. But I, I just, I just think people like didn't, you know, magnify it as much. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've made 
we've made it so that it has to sound perfect and we've kind of taken the um the human nature out of the mm-hmm. art which which i miss i mean i, I was going to say one of my favorite songs um it's from uh, an old rod stewart record it's called every picture tells a story and right mm-hmm. at the beginning you can hear like he comes off he comes out of the drums at the wrong time like right. he, he's behind the beat and the guitar is out of tune <laughs> and i love it it's like my favorite things about the song because it's, <laughs> yeah. just like, it's just real they were in the moment they let it go and they just they put it on the record that way and i think that we i miss those kinds of things in music where you can hear the you know the fan in the background moving around because they didn't yeah. not like dead silence you know like i think i think music is missing kind of that human element because we've had to digitize everything so much but Mm-hmm. I'm hoping hoping to bring some of that back. Now that being said, I also have auto tune in my music because that's just. The I way mean, who that, who who doesn't? Yeah, but I mean, to try and add some. At least I'm trying to like lyrically add some meat and potatoes so that people get some sustenance. You know, instead of just as long as it's not relied on it, like you know. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, there's light. There's there's times for light songs, but there's also times for songs that have like some real right. Qualities, you know. Right, right. I feel like the popularity of like um I don't know if you're into this scene but uh EDM I feel like that didn't help. Like yeah. as far as like the people using like autotune. I feel like when EDM started getting popular then it's like they started handing out beats to everybody. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of expediated things. That may be a hot take as the kids say but Yeah, but I like, don't I don't disagree with that. I never really got on the EDM train anyway. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think like that, mind you, that, that could be said about all of the like techno music of the nineties, the early nineties. So I don't know. I think some of it, I don't mind, but, um, I, I, I agree. It kind of like made everything a little bit more oversaturated because then everybody started creating and making, like, Oh, that beat got popular in the clubs. Oh, let me use that, but let me tweak it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There was like one one particular like reggaeton beat that was five or six different songs, but it all had the same beat to it for a moment there. When mm. was that? That might have been like early two thousand. Yeah. Mm. So, um, what do you see like down the line? Like, do you have like a a five year projection or just no projection? You're just going going where the wind takes you, so to speak. Kind of. I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants at the moment. I mean, that's where you know, people, I'm such a creative person that like having like a whole laid out strategy of plans, isn't just really how I, how I do things. Um, but I think what I would, my goals, some of the things that I would like to do, I definitely want to get on some festival tours and be touring around and, and, uh, playing some good shows. And then, um, you know, I'd like to just continue to release music and hopefully people like it. And, uh, I want to eventually switch. So right now my music career looks a little bit more like playing covers and being on stages on Broadway in Nashville, mm-hmm. which, which is really fun. But I definitely want to start getting to the point where I'm doing bigger stages and um, like outdoor shows, festival shows, stadium stuff, outdoor events, and and um, doing mostly my own music instead of covers all the time. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the transition that I eventually want to make. Yeah, that's, so cu- that's the main part of my plan. So currently, where are you performing? Are you going to different like venues, places? Like- yeah like um, clubs or anything or where where are you going to perform? So right now I'm, I'm mostly at um, a place called Luke Bryan's. It's one of the honky tonks down here. And I, I play uh, a couple, couple afternoons a week and Mm. I'm just there. I sit there. We, Ross and I, Ross and I play together and uh, we play 
like mostly covers, but we get to do our own music as well. And it's really cool. It ends up kind of becoming a listening room and, and, um, people just stop and sit and hang with us for like four hours on, you know, a sunny Sunday afternoon when they could be running around listening to all the crazy music and bands and, you know, having a few too many cocktails, but they just sit <laughs> and stay and hang out with Ross and I. So it's really, really fun. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool too, that he was the last guest I had on. So it's like yeah. right in a row. So it yeah. continues, it continues. You it's do. A continuation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, yeah so been together for a couple of years now. So did he like, tell you that he was on the? Did you got? Did he tell yeah, you he was on this show? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did he throw me under the bus? He <laughs> not that I remember. So I think you're. I think you're okay. I think yeah. I would have remembered that. So if, if you would have, if you would have just said, "I'll oh, screw this guy," <laughs> no, I don't remember any of that. So, so uh, you are all good. No, no, this has been awesome. This has been yeah. awesome. Where can where can people find your music? So if they go to cashcrawfordmusic.com, there's uh, that's my website and all of the links to my um, socials and uh, the streaming platforms and stuff is, are there. But you can also look me up on Apple Music, Spotify, any of the streaming platforms, really Google Play. Mm -hmm. um, look up Cash Crawford. The new single is called Save Myself. And then there's also a link in my Instagram, which is also Cash Crawford. So you can find me all over the place. Awesome. Well, this has been uh, great. Thank you for being um, amazing. Sorry again about, you it's know, uh, I hope you guys enjoy that storm yesterday. Uh, it, you know what? I was kind of mad because literally 20 minutes after we canceled, it yeah. cleared up. It cleared of up. Of course. That's always the way it goes. <laughs> like, yeah, I think by like six, it was clear. Yeah, that's always and the way I it was goes. like, of course, she's probably yeah. on the way to work or something. Of yeah. course, of course. <laughs> you know, you know. Hey, but, uh, so. hey, hey, this has been we have a little more more time this yeah. you know what I mean, rather Absolutely. than rushing it. So this has yeah. been cool. Yeah. And um you know, tell Ross I said hi, okay? I will. I absolutely will. <laughs> and uh, you have a you have a good uh rest of your weekend and I I will. Again, Thank this you so is, much for having me. Yeah, 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 anytime. Yeah. People need to stream save yes. myself now yes. Yes, because please. i said so <laughs> it's like it's like stone cold i don't know if you it's like uh he's a wrestling guy it's like yeah. because i said so exactly stone cold steve austin i remember him <laughs> yeah all right that's a weird way to end but let's end I with know. that <laughs> all right take awesome. care thank you you too all right bye bye well there you go another one in the books once again, I would like to thank Cash for coming on the podcast today. Like I said to start the episode, 200 is coming up soon. So make sure you get those questions in. Um, Linktree is available in our Instagram bio. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get them. Coming up next is Kate Watson. She is an amazing, amazing, amazing talent out of Texas. Um, big time uh performer so i'm really stoked for that and i will continue my on the come up series with blusty until then please stay safe and take care